0: Live from the heart of Los Angeles, this is the online edition of the Life Changes Show. Look at the bright lights. Look at the bright lights. With tonight's guest, author of Natural Remedies for Mental and Emotional Health, Brigitte Mars.
1: And performance guest Rick Delarata.
0: I am Mark LeJure, and now our host, the
2: MC, the
0: master of change, Filippo
2: Voltaggio. Talk about an evergreen show. This show is for everybody. It's for every day. It's for all year long, throughout every year of our life. This is that important. That being said... It happens to be the first Monday after the big Thanksgiving holiday here in America and we are in a couple weeks or actually already starting and going into lots of holidays filled with hopefully lots of joy and happiness and goodwill and all that. And uh, and also is known for anxiety and depression and lots of food and over overdoing it in a lot of ways. And so this show can help at all times, especially now, I would think, if, if, if possible. Because look, so here's an excerpt from the book that I was reading uh, when it comes to anxiety. And the book is uh, Natural Remedies for Mental and Emotional Health, Holistic Methods and Techniques. And that's what we're going to be talking about because we have the author on the show now feeding the brain and the central nervous system with the right foods can help soothe anxiety. The best anti-anxiety diet is the one that keeps your blood sugar at a steady level morning, noon and night because symptoms may worsen when your blood sugar sugar dips this means choosing lean proteins whole grain veggies and fruit and mixing refined sugars and starches and so i have to say off the top of my head uh except for maybe turkey and ham i can't think of any food for uh the holiday season's coming up. That doesn't have some kind of uh, refined sugar or starch in it, or for that matter, is made of it. Uh, actually, I take that back. Not even the turkey and the ham, because usually the turkey also comes with uh, starchy gravy and and uh, sugared cranberries. And the ham comes glazed in sugar. So there's so there's that. So we need help. So there's got to be a way. But if you can't do it during the holidays, uh, you know, think about it the rest of the year or there might be some things you could do or we could take a break on a day and say today I'm going to because I know it affects me as a matter of fact, one more line from the book, and this is for depression. Did you know that you are often allergic to the foods you crave and getting off of gluten and dairy can make a world of difference as allergies can create inflammation, including in the brain. So, oh my gosh, so much to learn. Like I said, important. Important
0: doesn't even begin to scratch the surface with, especially with the, the mental health crisis that's just continuing to expand and, uh, and to have this knowledge to understand
2: how we're feeding that with what we're feeding ourselves. I can't wait for this conversation. Yeah. Like we might even be able to say, hold on. No, no, it's, it's the starch talking. I take that back or something. I don't know. Well, let's, let's dive in. So we have an herbalist, a professor of herbal medicine and nutritional consultant of natural health and one of the authors of natural remedies for mental and emotional health. Welcome. Welcome Bridget Mars, AHG to the life changes show.
3: Well, thank you so very much. I'm and by the way, to talk about this. what's that? I'm delighted to talk about this important subject.
2: I'm so glad we're going to dive right in as soon as you remind us. What does AHG stand for?
3: American Herbalist Guild.
2: OK. All right. Very good. So diving right in this. Uh... So you heard what I said. <laughs> <Yum>. <laughs> what, what would you say?
3: Well, I would say that it's true. I mean, during the holidays, it is sort of a plethora, not only of sugar, refined things, allergens, more alcohol, less sleep, um, all of that. And mm. we know, I mean, this is something that we need to learn is that our physical body affects our mental body and our mental body affects our physical body. And it's curious that in this country, we go to different kinds of doctors when we're treating our mental health. And I don't think it's being asked enough about what's your relationship with sugar. Are you getting enough protein? Are you uh, eating things that maybe you are allergic to? So that's a really mm. important place to start. And mm. since de- And anxiety is such a big topic. We do know that when our blood sugar is low, we might be more predetermined to get anxiety. So if all you had was coffee and then a sweet pastry for breakfast, you know, mid-morning, your blood sugar is going to go way up and then it's going to drop. And then you find yourself in a stressful situation and you might find yourself feeling quite panicked.
2: Mm. Mm. Uh, so this brings up a good point too. So no, knowing this about ourselves, knowing it about our bodies. So especially during the holidays or when dinner is at a certain time, for example, and so it's not the usual time it's later than we normally eat, then, then that's something that we may want to say, okay, I'm going to have a little bit of this, uh, to hold me over. Right. Kind of Mm
3: -hmm. thing. Sure. And, you know, I'm a big believer in have some healthy snacks with you. I often have a few Brazil nuts because it doesn't take very many to give you some good fat and good protein. Um, Having an avocado handy to add to a salad. But in general, I'm going to say, do your best to eat all the colors of the rainbow. The American diet has gotten rather beige. And you were just talking about Thanksgiving and how... You know, so many foods are beige. There's bread and muffins and cake and cookies and uh, mashed potatoes. It's just a simple thing. Like, could you have wild rice, a black rice? Could you have maybe uh, sweet potatoes instead of white potatoes? That's going to give you more beta carotene. Um, you know, cranberry sauce can be really a healthy food, especially if it doesn't come out of a can. Um, I'm it's high in antioxidants, helps to prevent bladder infections. So what can we do to make our diet more colorful? Can we fill up on uh, crudités and raw vegetables before we go for the cookies? And it is possible to make cookies and cakes a little bit healthier too. We could be using uh, maple syrup or coconut sugar. We could um, use more nuts in our cuisine. So it doesn't have to be like, don't have fun. We just want to have healthier fun.
2: Mm. This, the, uh, again, so important because where we're getting at is depression and anxiety and and uh, arguments and, and, uh, and even where did I read somewhere in the book that that something that has to do with uh, something and you tell me can can feel like an anxiety attack?
3: hmm so, so there's a you know a couple simple things I think of for anxiety attacks. So one is to even things like playing calming music. You know, rock and roll is great for cleaning the house, but when you want to feel calmer, you want music that's going to be not as fast or about the same rate as your heartbeat. But you, you've probably been to festivals you can feel the music coming up through the ground into your body and taking over your biorhythms. so calming music a, a really simple technique people might want to try is having a little bottle of lavender essential oil because very often when we're anxious we start breathing really shallowly because our brains like trying to get more oxygen so open up a bottle of lavender oil and take five deep inhalations on each nostril and I always like to say, do you want to go down freak out freeway or do you want to go down lavender lane? Because yeah. when you smell lavender right away that goes to your brain and has a calming effect. We also know that sugar and caffeine are going to make us feel more panicked. So having some high protein snacks, um, I'm and there's another little remedy you can get at any natural food store. It's called Rescue Remedy, and it's made with five different flowers and I have to tell you, it's like a little miracle. You take two drops of this under your tongue or in a glass of water, and it helps you to feel calmer. But the lavender oil is so great because it gets you to breathe more deeper. And we know that oxygen can really help us to deal with pain and anxiety. It can help us get through all kinds of difficult times. and. You know, eating things like oats, oatmeal, is very calming to the nervous system. You might also find that there's some herbal teas you could do instead of so much coffee, things like uh, passion flower. Passion flower, unfortunately, doesn't make you passionate. It helps you to feel (laughs) calmer, and it's available in capsules and tinctures. Um, And then another technique I often tell clients is holding your thumb with the other opposite hand also has a calming effect. So it's good to have a few tricks up your sleeve. And it's important that you always have, say, the lavender oil with you or some snacks with you, because it's easy to find yourself far away from from your little survival tools. So maybe you need to have them in multiple places at work and your backpack, the car, so that you're always ready.
2: And these techniques and, and, and remedies that you're describing don't have side effects that we know of, right?
3: No, I you know I really like to say I love to use things primarily when I work with herbs and food. We're using things that have been used by millions of people for thousands of years. You know, plants, food, this is ancient remedy. And when someone says they really need a study on it, I mean the studies are done on things that could be sold and marketed. So no one's going to do a study on how Dandelions outperform a leading drug, but they do, <laughs> and um, oh. you know, dan- and dandelions give you potassium. So I'm I'm a big believer in learning to celebrate the weeds that are growing around us. I think they can help us to be more resilient. And you know, another thing we can even think of the colors that we choose to wear. Like, yes, people love to wear red for the holidays, but red is a very fast-paced color. It
2: oh, vibrates really quickly.
3: It's so aggressive. You, it's aggressive. That's right. It gets things noticed. So if you're going for a calmer day, I would think about wearing blue or green. Yeah. <laughs> like wow.
2: that. So so especially some people have anxiety uh, being around other people some people have anxiety being around their families sadly but that is the case or or strangers or what have you and so knowing that uh there are things that one can prepare their little toolkit and dress for the occasion i like this
3: Mm -hmm. you know do what you can to be comfortable i also find that something that could help a lot of people Because sometimes, like, let's say you're with a bunch of people, maybe you don't know them all, and people are making small talk. And I know this might sound strange to people, but I find doing handcrafts and, you know, I'm not sure that you're all going to do this, but I often bring my uh, crochet or knitting or um, <laughs> okay. something to a party. And rather than like overeating or something, it's like I just sit there and, you know, knit one, pearl two. It's very stress relieving and more men should try it. I think we would have a lot less uh, dementia and addiction in our culture if we did. Uh, more creative things with our hands it can really have a calming effect you know sketching might be another thing bring your sketch pad and say i'm going to draw that the centerpiece here and you might find that that has a calming effect and you might just develop a skill you didn't know you had
2: we'd have a, a lot less stress it sounds like and a, a lot more sweaters and scarves <laughs> um, so i <laughs> I I, I. you're taking this to a place for me and, and for us that that I've never really thought about. Like, for example, even in a business situation, uh, I know, for example, that there that women like there are some women that like to wear high heels. Uh, and I know that that can be very com- uh, uncomfortable. And so potentially sacrificing the heels to be comfortable because then they could feel less anxious, right? I, 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 anything that can be done to make uh, it. Cause they're the ones that are important after all.
3: Right. And you want to, you know, be warm so you're not feeling chilled. Um, I'm a big believer in, yes, comfortable shoes. Maybe you even have house shoes that are like, you know, warm and fuzzy feeling and still fashionable. So you want to feel comfortable. If your um, belt is too tight, if you're crammed Mm -hmm. into something that doesn't really fit you, you're going to be breathing very shallowly. Um, Even synthetic fibers might make people feel stressed. Synthetic fragrances can also be affecting our brain chemistry. We don't always think about these things and not enough uh, doctors that are helping helping people with their mental issues are looking at all the things. If you're breathing in petrochemicals all the time, and it could be everything from, you know, dryer sheets to your synthetic perfume to an, an aftershave, the makeup you're wearing and the makeup. Absolutely. And we do know that if you're smelling it, it's going into your bloodstream and that can affect your consciousness. And again, you know, just because it's a perfume, usually these days, unless you're using pure essential oils, it's not really made from flowers. It's made from petrochemicals that our brains don't really have a history of, yeah, you, Using as fragrance. And yet, you know, natural food stores are everywhere. You can find perfumes that really are made with, you know, lavender or roses or or jasmine. So the options are out there. And I also feel strongly that when we make these choices, not only are we supporting our physical health and our mental health, but we're also supporting the health of our planet. You know, somewhere Mm. there's going to be a field of lavender growing to make that lavender essential oil and you know, wouldn't you rather live somewhere where there's a field of lavender rather than some some chemical company dumping toxins into the oceans and rivers? So we make choices by what we spend our money on.
2: Wow. So let's touch on something like neurological disorders. That fascinated me. That there is a possibility in that area
3: Mm -hmm. well that's such a a big subject but do you mean something like ms or
2: yeah well um, adhd ADHD. yeah parkinson's my gosh
3: Uh and i've been working a lot with all of those things so adhd which um i teach at a university and some of my college students are still on you know medicine from their childhood so very often, um, kids that are prescribed medicine, whether it's Adderall or Ritalin, which is a speed, um, very often these are the same kids that had a lot of ear infections and strep throat, so they took a lot of antibiotics growing up. So again, I realize antibiotics can save lives, but they also kill the our intestinal microbiome, the gut flora. Um, the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. And we're learning that a lot of our neurotransmitters like serotonin are made in our gut. So very often Mm. the kids that took a lot of antibiotics, because they killed the good and bad bacteria, now they may have more food sensitivities than other people. And again, I, you know, I use dairy and gluten as an example, but it could be corn or soy or shellfish or sugar or yeast or eggs. I mean, these are not always all bad foods, but the way that they've been processed or the chemicals that they've been raised with can certainly affect us. So, you have food allergies and we know that allergies can cause inflammation in the joints or sinuses or in our you know, muscles, but also in our brain. I didn't
2: know that actually.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, the research continues, but if you want, you really need to look at the health of your digestive system. Cause if you're not digesting your food or um, you're deficient in certain nutrients that can affect your consciousness too. So, I mean, there are, uh, vitamins that people can use that might help them to feel more full, you know, calcium and magnesium. We do know that um, with Parkinson's, um, I've, I've been seeing quite a few cases of Parkinson's lately, and I, I recommend um, there's an herb called skullcap, um, scutellaria species that is one of the herbs that is used to calm the nervous system. Magnesium is really good. But of course, um, I don't treat diseases. I help people find solutions for their health problems. And usually they're just simple things using food and herbs and supplements and essential oils, things that you can take charge of yourself. And even though there's so many wonderful doctors out there to help us, I really encourage people to take some steps to find out what they can do rather than only rely on a drug.
2: mm. Mm. So this is all in Natural Remedies for Mental and Emotional Health, Holistic Methods and Techniques for a Happy and Healthy Mind. The author we are speaking with is uh, Bridget Mars, AHG, and the co-author is Crystal Fiedler. And you can find that book where books are sold online. And of course, you can also uh, find more information at BrigitteMars.com, B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E, Mars, just like it sounds.com. We have more information on the book and our guest at LifeChangesShow.com. So when we come back, already this seems almost miraculous and very exciting to know that we can have an effect on these kinds of things that we've already just talked about. When we come back, I want to ask uh, Brigitte how we might be able to affect grief and past traumas and things of that nature. So looking forward to that part of the conversation. A Little after that, we will have our Ask Dorothy segment. And soon after that, we will be joined by our performance guest, rick de La rata all on the life changes show online edition right after this want
0: to connect with amazing people who are committed to making a difference from the heart tribe is a platform community and movement with the purpose of bringing like-minded humans together to help animals and the environment in order to gain a stronger connection and understanding of the world around us They are dedicated to effectuating positive change by empowering individuals to organize meaningful and engaging experiences that build compassion for animals and the natural environment. Their founders' and members' passion is to inspire others to actively get involved in their homes, their communities, and the world to raise awareness about the issues we face and, most of all, to be part of the solution. Through their efforts, they have also accomplished some amazing and tangible achievements their Pickup for Paradise beach cleanups have collected over 50,000 pieces of foreign debris. And also, thanks to Animal Rescue and Recovery volunteers, over 30% of the volunteers have become vegan or reduced their meat intake. Daily habits make a big difference. Please join any of their upcoming events by going to FTHT.org and signing up for their newsletter. You can also follow on Instagram and Facebook at From the Heart Tribe. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math and psychology. All Phi Beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence. Nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci Sequence, also known as the Golden Mean or the Golden Ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos, like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi Beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi Meditation. Phi Meditation helps you harness the power of I Am, or intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi Beads at 5beads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, Beads.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on The Life Changes Show, broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangeshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at
2: Life Changes Show. We are back with Herbalist, Professor of Herbal Medicine and Nutritional Consultant of Natural Health, and actually author of many books that we won't have time to talk about here, but books like The Natural First Aid Handbook, which obviously addresses like emergency stuff. Natural Remedies, of course, for mental and emotional health, which we're talking about today. The Country Almanac, of home remedies and, and several others. You can go to the lifechangeshow.com page for our guest Brigitte Mars and find out more. You can also go directly to her website. Uh, she even has one for sexual health. And I, I have to ask about the, uh, the phone app. Is it I plant?
3: Yes. It's I plant with Brigitte mars and you can look up about 200 plants and it'll tell you is it edible is it safe for pregnancy Mm. a little bit about the history of the plant um it's super nerdy and super awesome because there's so much information just right there but you have to google letter i plant with brigitte mars
2: okay and so also like plants that help you sleep plants that uh, help with the air in the house things like that too
3: um yes it's mostly uh food and medicine plants okay
2: okay very good very good okay so we've it it's exciting that that we could talk about a adhd and and uh, all kinds of things and and fear and anxiety and stress and talk about it uh like rebalancing our body through a holistic approach with food and other other remedies uh but grief and past traumas how how can we affect those with these same methods
3: okay well you know according to the principles of asian medicine you know grief um can affect our lungs as well as having weak lungs can make us hold on to grief for a long time so Again, my book, Natural Remedies for Mental and Emotional Health, it talks a lot about a lot of lifestyle things. So one remedy I have for grief is definitely supporting your lungs by eating green vegetables, dark orange vegetables, um, pungent things like garlic and onions, things that might even make you cry. They help to clear that stagnation. And I do think that crying can help us to release grief. So this, you know thing where people are telling their kids you're not allowed to cry or big boys or big girls don't cry, that that's really not so helpful. But I'm really big on writing what we're grieved about. Otherwise, we just go over and over and over it in our mind or we tell the story over and over and over again. And at some point, I would say write the story down about the breakup, the divorce, the your pet that died. I mean, write every detail about it. Um, but there are some and, and write every detail and then whoever wants to read it, you can send it to them. So you don't spend, you know, an hour a day telling the grievous story mm. over and over again. Mm. But there are some home, there's a homeopathic remedy called Ignatia, I-G-N-A-T-I-A. And this is something you can find at health food stores. And it's especially good for grief from loss. So it could be loss of love uh, through a death. Um, It's really helpful. And I sometimes find it, you know, a little tragic that when someone dies, like everybody sends flowers and a week later, you've got like 50 dead bouquets to dispose of and all these glass vases. Like What would be really practical to help someone who's grieving is to... Give them a little bottle of Eka, of Ignatia, homeopathic mm. Ignatia, perhaps some lavender oil that they can smell, especially like, yeah, I'm really grieved, but I have to go to work and I have to take care of my children or whatever. So um, also, I mentioned rescue remedy earlier. That can be very helpful. But I do think that getting the grief out of us by sobbing, and it seems that, you know, grief is a a difficult teacher, but we often go through it in life and it teaches us compassion. And I know that during a very grievous time in my life, my massage therapist said, make a list of 100 reasons why this is okay. And so sometimes you think, well, what's good about, you know, losing a loved one or something? And then you start your list like, well, they're not suffering anymore. And um, I can get back to doing my work or focusing on other things. I can travel again. Travel is once you start the healing from grief, uh, travel is a great way to change the whole energy of the experience. But of course, we don't want to do anything too sudden, you know, after a big loss or death like. You know, sell the house or move to a different continent. So, you know, take some time. I also find that cleaning is something that we have control over that can help get things out of us. I always remember um, a song from the musical South Pacific. I'm going to wash that man right off of my (laughs) hair, you know. um, So, and it, (laughs) you know, so cleaning, um, but also, you know, cleaning your body and um, doing, making healthier choices so um but there are some little things we can do that can help support us and sobbing in the bathtub is a great place to release grief
2: Hmm. it it sounds like just thinking about somebody having to to sob like that sounds so hard and yet it you you putting it into the healing light uh is very interesting and i have to say i know you know what you're talking about i've i've been reading your book and thank you for writing it i also know that you're an end-of-life doula so even even more uh more substance to what you experience when you're working with people
3: it's part of life
2: so Let's talk about something happy. Okay, cultivate, cultivating joy and happiness—you've dedicated a chapter to that, and so I like the idea of of using all of these remedies and more to cultivate that. Especially now, uh, now, not only in this season, but in this period of life on our on our planet, we could use more joy and happiness. Absolutely.
3: And it seems that so often people identify with what is difficult in life. You know, uh, a marriage is ending. A child isn't really responding the way we would hope. Um, We're unhappy at work. So I really encourage my clients to make a list of all the blessings that we have. Mm. And sometimes you never appreciate something like your voice until Mm. you lose it or your Mm. eyesight, or your hearing, and so I ask a lot of my clients to make a list of all the things that you're grateful for, and it's really easy, oh, I'm so, I'm like an old bag lady, but like, whoa, your legs are working, and there's all these places you can buy natural foods at, like, we just need to change our perspective, and, and hopefully these challenging times in life help us to be more compassionate to others as well there's also an herb called albizia they call it the happiness herb Uh, so you might want to know about that albizia
2: yeah we might want to know how to spell it actually
3: a l b i z z i a even the the name is a little happy
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're so magnanimous for giving all of all of this information and there's that and so much more in, in your book and and true to true to form uh we posted uh, true to form for you rather uh we posted uh a, a video on our webpage for you and it's how to stay warm in winter we thought that was appropriate but you end it with and be grateful if you have heat
3: <laughs> we've had heating problems over here in colorado but <laughs> we have it today and i'm so grateful
2: <laughs> <laughs> There, there is, like you said, all of these subjects are are so deep and we've talked about them, uh, like we we dove right in. And of course, as we're coming to the end of, of this great conversation, we dove right in and, and, and in a sense, we almost assume that everybody knows that this is possible, uh, but the truth is not everybody knows. And so how. Uh, how can we, like, what final words might you have to share with those who don't know that we have possibility that's beyond uh, what we know? So natural remedies for mental and emotional health.
3: There's there's so many ideas in that book, and there's so many tools, things like learning about feng shui, how if, if your home is a dis- Disaster, cluttered, overwhelming—that can make you feel overwhelmed and stressed out. Um, if you're eating food that comes from animals that are uh, living in factory farms where they have a hellacious life, is it possible that those kind of animals are we're getting their anxiety hormones and all of their stress too? I mean, if hunters used to eat the heart of a, you know. Of an animal for courage, and now we're eating like tortured animals that have a horrible life. Um, there's choices we make every day, and I do think eating all the colors of the rainbow, avoiding the allergens, use better quality oils. There's a whole chapter in the uh, natural remedies for mental and emotional health on depression, and you know, I've been saying wherever two or more are gathered, probably one is on antidepressants, and mm. so there are things you mm. can do. The, look at the health of your liver, drink lemon and water. Look at the quality of fats that you're eating. You could be gumming up your circulatory system. So there are things you can do. And I encourage your listeners, our listeners to um, take some steps. Don't only depend on your doctor just to give you a pill. There are things you can choose every day with every meal, with the colors that you choose, how you decorate, that can make a big difference in how you feel physically and mentally.
2: Holistic Methods and Techniques for a Happy and Healthy Mind. Uh, And I will add uh, for a happy and healthy life from what I'm hearing. So thank you so much, Brigitte. Uh, So BrigitteMars.com, B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E-M-A-R-S.com and again there's the all all these other books you could find them at her website where books are sold and also uh you heard about the the phone app Uh, there there are two though there's an online herbal healing course oh you do a course right right
3: i do do. yes i'm motivated to make a positive difference while i'm here on this earth
2: so people can learn directly from you these kinds of about herbs right
3: absolutely and And i do zoom calls with people all around the world too for their personal health issues
2: for one-on-ones and they can reach you through com. Brigitte, that's right
3: thank you so much what an Ah. honor and pleasure to be on your show
2: what a pleasure Brigitte. thank you for writing this book and for sharing with us as you did today
3: peace and blessings thank you all the
2: best ciao ciao and with that we have our ask dorothy segment dear dorothy this is Janet in Los Angeles, and I'm grateful
0: for the wisdom you have shared with me over the years. And now I need some help in finding peace in today's turbulent world. I find it amazing that no matter what is going on in the world that you are always happy and believe that there is a positive shift coming soon. How do I get my mind to shift from fear, worry, and doubts to a place of feeling peace, contentment, contentment, and excitement for the future like you are able to do?
4: Dearest Janet, Manifesting peace within begins with the way I start my day. I thank the universe for showing me all of the good in the world, and then I focus my energies on hearing and seeing positive things. By focusing my thoughts and energies on the positive and beautiful events occurring daily, I'm able to stay centered and focused on joy instead of fear. So much negativity is thrown at us, and yet we always have the choice to change our focus and to not go into fear. When I am confronted with negativity, I stop and say a prayer of gratitude, thanking the universe for resolving the negative issues quickly, and then I focus on positive thoughts, knowing that I can co-create positive events in my life through monitoring my emotions and my thoughts. By promising myself and keeping my promise to look for the good, I'm able to be happy instead of morose and sad. One of the greatest things we can do to bring about happiness and peace to us is to focus our attention on gratitude. I have found that by shifting my attention away from negative thoughts to positive ones and being grateful for all of the beauty in my life, that this has greatly improved my mental health and overall well-being. And I believe it can help you too. A good way to begin positive change could be for you to make a list of all the good in your life and use this list to help you begin your day by thanking the universe for these things you are grateful for. Please let me know how your life shifts once you have put these new things in place. As I know you are powerful and that once you shift your focus, your life will improve.
0: Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write
2: her at AskDorothy at And we'll be right back with our performance guest, Rick Della Rata, here on the Life Changes Show Online Edition right after this.
0: The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Bestselling author, Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com.
1: There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audio-visual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to dorothydonahue.com.
0: You are listening to a conversation that matters on the life changes show broadcasting live from the heart of los angeles every monday night at 7 p.m pacific time share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at life changes show
2: our performance guest is a jazz pianist he's a vocalist composer and founder of Jazz for Peace where uniting people through the art form of jazz is his passion. We welcome Rick Delarata to the Life Changes show. Welcome, Rick.
5: Thank you so much, Filippo. Great to be here with you.
2: So good to have you here, and I have to thank uh, our mutual friend uh, Paul Frederick, right? Uh Yeah, and- absolutely who you've known a lot lot younger uh, longer actually as a matter of fact your whole families know each other
5: yes my uh i think i was telling you my grandfather uh came over here from italy with nothing but an accordion and a wine press and he ended up being uh you know kind of my hero he was a great uh musician during the bootleg era you know and um he uh, ended up, you know, he I mean, he goes, that's how far we go back with this family, all wow. the way back, to the, all the way back that, to the early part of the century.
2: And, and, and actually, you're both musical families. So your, your grandfather played the accordion and now here you are uh, continuing to, to spread peace and joy and love through music. And, and you actually declare that through Jazz for Peace. Tell us about what Jazz for Peace is about.
5: Basically, um, it was an opportunity for me to put my uh, my per you know the my beliefs, my growth as a human being. I mean, being a musician helped me grow as a human being. Just uh, embracing the art, the arts, and culture, and all of these incredible qualities that music has—the art form of jazz and music in general—and um, it enabled me to uh, you know bring merge what my personal growth had become through music with the actual music itself Mm. and uh, led me to realize that really up the uh, one great path to peace that we have the chance to uh, embrace now from all the people who set the great examples before us is by helping outstanding causes. Because when you help an outstanding cause, you are uh, not only um, addressing a problem that we have Currently, but you're also stopping future problems down the road by solving the problems of today. And, um, you know, using the art form of of jazz to do that uh, is just, uh, you know, it it just uh, helps all of the people that the outreach of that outstanding cause reaches. So um, I just kind of stumbled on something. I almost felt like Jed Clampett in the Beverly Hillbillies. (laughs)
2: Well, uh, yes, and yet it came uh, during a, a horrible time. So uh, yes. tell us how, how that came about.
5: Well, basically, I mean, there were things that I had learned along the way. I was kind of keeping them inside, but I was noticing as I was traveling around the world, uh, you know, as a a musician, uh, first as a sideman and then as a band leader, as my records were being released and all that. And I was noticing that, you know, wow, this music and the art form of jazz just cuts through every possible barrier that... Mm -hmm exists amongst our species and amongst human beings and amongst people and in such a positive way i was Mm -hmm. going to places and uh you know that were so remote and um yet having the most positive experience with those people um through music and so on 9-11 uh i just happened to be in a situation where i was living uh, in the East Village, on uh, the Lower East Side there, uh, less than a quarter of a mile away from the World Trade Center. I got tipped off by a photographer who had taken some pictures of me the day before. She worked down on Wall Street, uh, her day job, you know, to help her with her support her photography habit. And uh, she called me and said, something's going on. And I was on the fifth floor walk up where I could just go up to the roof. Uh, right above me was the roof of the building. I just walked up to the roof of the building. And next thing I knew I'm in the middle of, you know, basically like walking into, into the movie, you know, it's like, if you were, mm. you went to a movie, just walked onto the screen, you know? So here I am in this situation with this, you know, luxury box office, you know, seat to this tragedy. Mm. And, um, you know naturally uh, there was going to be something that was going to come out of me and and it turned out to be a poem so I had these words that's all I had to show for 911 was a bunch of words on a piece of paper and I called that poem jazz for peace
2: mm. uh, can you recite just the first couple of lines of that
5: uh sure so basically it, it it kind of it it kind of goes like this uh what, what uh, yeah I'll give you that hold on a second I hear jazz for peace, coming through the trees, and in my heart it fills me like a celebration. And I want to follow inspired by the past contributions of those that came before and laid the groundwork. us to build on in this universal language
2: that is a gift
5: for all mankind. an artistry that stands for peace and love and humanity. An intelligence that leads to reaching potential that we have in our souls. So we can raise our total conscience and see that the gift of giving is our greatest privilege.
2: Uh, Wow, Rick, thank you so much. I know that wasn't planned and you just whipped it out for us. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to get to hear more of his music, but wow, we just got a dose right there. Rickdelarata.com and jazzforpeace.org. We have uh, many links for him on uh, the Life Changes show page for Rick Delarata, but basically uh, Delarata is D-E-L-L-A-R-A-T-T-A. So rickdelarata.com and you can follow him mainly on social media, at jazz for peace so thank you rick wow that was the whole poem right
5: that was the whole poem yeah nice, i, I think what the heck i might as well you know, <laughs> yes
2: okay. i could. Good. good for you well you're a good improviser so you you felt it so good on you thank you uh well we're so you've been performing for a lot of uh, years ever since you were a kid right
4: that
5: is correct yeah
2: so We were talking about mental health. So before we actually hear this piece, because I I got to listen to your music and really delve into it. And I kind of got like, for example, the one we're gonna hear, Unravel Every River. I I don't know exactly what you were thinking when you wrote that title and that piece, but I kind of felt like, all of these things that we think are life and that we think we're supposed to do and and i thought how perfect for a show that also addresses mental health and and allowing music to support us in this process of healing getting better
5: wow yeah thank you very much that's uh that's that's very um that's very well put uh basically what that is is Um, That's comes from a Brazilian uh, song and basically, um, I used to play it, it, it was like a ballad that I would play with Brazilian bands because there was a time in New York where I was more well known as a Brazilian jazz musician than anything uh, because I was playing in a very famous jazz band called Peggy Boy from Brazil with a great uh, percussion player named Guilherme Franco mm. who I had interviewed as a kid. I was trying to interview McCoy Tyner. I could McCoy Tyner wouldn't come off the stage and it was for a, a high school um, you know, article and uh, I interviewed Guilherme who was his percussion player and he was also the percussion player for um Keith Jarrett and I was in Japan one day playing with a Brazilian bass player who told me I want you to play with my f- friend when you go back to New York he's going to call you and and he, I said who's your friend he said Guilherme Franco I said wow there must be a lot of Guilherme Franco <laughs> in New York because I know the guy who plays with the same name he plays with Keith Jarrett and McCoy Tyner he says yeah that's him and <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll, I'll uh, you know I'll hold my breath and we'll see if that guy calls me you know but he did he called me and said oh you were playing with my best friend and all that stuff so anyway I started playing in that band and we played all kinds of Brazilian songs and that was one of them uh, when when it was it was a rare ballad that we would play mostly it was a band called Peju it was a power samba band so it was very rare that we would play a, a ballad like that but that was just a ballad that you know I ended up playing the, the whole repertoire of Brazilian music. And um, basically what happened with that piece is that a publisher wanted to take some of my music and, um, you know, he he worked with um, TV and, and, and movies and things like that. And he wanted to use it for that. And so what we did is we he took a special arrangement of that recording. So I think he, he I think that's an excerpt from a whole. So I think you would hear the whole recording. If you ever wanted to hear it, you would hear it on a CD called Thought Provoking. And then this, what you're hearing is from that publisher. He ended up releasing these things and people buy them as records, but they were really excerpts to be uh, played on. That was my concept was to work with that publisher for, you know, um, I don't know, scenes of movies and things like that. So that was the idea. And now, yeah, people tell me and they, oh, I have this and I have that. And I was like, wow, you actually bought the thing that you know what I mean, the, the the publish this was the publisher's idea to put them out as, as albums.
2: So before we we actually play that piece, I uh, you just answered my question. I know you're Italian American, and uh, now I also know why people thought you were Latin.
5: <laughs> yes, you got it. it right. People would come up because and what the other thing that really threw people off is the singers in Peggy Boy taught me how to sing. 'Cause they knew I sang as well. Oh. So they taught me how to sing in Portuguese. So nice. I started singing all these songs in Portuguese <laughs> on my gigs and people knew me from the you know, the the other band and they would come up and start talking to me in Portuguese. They just, nice. you know, they just Yeah, they assumed I was one of them, you know. <laughs>
2: Well, in a way you are, right? And that's what I, well, I, J- Jazz for Peace is about. <laughs> it is. And I'll tell
5: you something. You play with a a band like that with like nine percussion players night after night. You will have that. You'll have that Brazilian, those Brazilian rhythms in your coração, which is <laughs>
2: in your coração. Nice. Well, from Brazilian Journey, here is uh our performance guest, Rick Delarata's piece. Unravel every river. Yeah, <laughs> good on you, Rick dellarata I'm gonna spell that again, Rick, R-I-C-K De La Rata, D-E-L-L-A-R-A-T-T-A, rickdelarata.com. And of course, if you wanna learn more about Jazz for Peace or contribute to Jazz for Peace or be a part of it in somehow some kind of partnership or some kind of support, uh, jazzforpeace.org. That's jazzforpeace.org. F-O-R, Rick, uh, as we're bringing our uh, time together here to a close, I know, uh, like I, I think it's very special that you're on the show today knowing uh, what you have been busy with and what you had to deal with in the past uh few weeks and a little over a week or so ago you were playing some music at an occasion could you tell us about that or would, as much sure. as you like
5: to Sure. Yeah, so so basically um you know my father had passed away. Uh he had he he was 90 years old so you know he he had a pretty good run there for 90 years jazz musicians usually don't live that long so it was it was pretty good that he had all those years and then you know he had a decent quality of life so i mean it was sad uh, you know it's always sad when someone passes but at the same time um you know there was also things to be thankful for as well uh, in terms of you know the longevity etc quality of life issues and things like that um and uh of course you know it's uh in in the u.s we you know it's 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 a morning for everyone one all over the world. But uh, at the very end, in, if you go to like New Orleans, you know, they, they'll do something kind of celebratory at the end. And they wanted to do that in this situation as well. So at the very end, they wanted me to play something kind of uplifting. And he used to drive his boat down the Erie Canal, uh, which was the Mohawk River at that time. And he would sing this song called 15 uh, Miles on the Erie Canal. Mm. It was written in the 1800s. And I did a little jazz rendition of that, and kind of played us all out of the church with mm. this uh, kind of song that kind of reminded us reminded us of him in an up in an uplifting way.
2: Mm. And you're going to do that for us now, right?
5: Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt that uh, for a second time.
2: Thank you, Rick. Rick Delarata here on the Life Changes Show live online. <laughs> Bill! Yeah. Wow. Rick De La Rata. What what was your dad's name?
5: his name was also the same as mine but richard you know so that i was called rick so people could know the difference
2: Wow. well uh... what a beautiful tribute to richard Rata. and thank you for playing that uh... for us that's that's very special and uh... what you're doing is is very special Uh, jazz for peace i i i thought it was very funny when we were talking about uh... some of the things that you've done and you said you've done jazz or you've brought your program, what was it, Abuja?
5: Uh, yes, Abuja, Nigeria was the, the I've been in Africa <laughs> nine times, and the most recent uh, trip to Africa was a concert in Abuja, Nigeria.
2: And And Jennifer Lopez joined you for that.
5: Well, she actually was one of the people who was, uh, su- yeah, was supportive. She, she wrote, she wrote kind of a letter of support in, in uh, for the show. She she found out about it and congratulated us and all that stuff. And also, uh, it had to do with empowering women, and she's about that. So, uh, I'll I'll have to share that what what she wrote to us. I'll I'll definitely share that with you. I think you'd really enjoy her words.
2: Well, I, we really enjoyed you, Rick DeLaRata. So thank you so much. I have a feeling we'll be connecting again. You feel like part of the family already, especially with being so close to Paul. Uh, so with that, a big thank you. And again, RickDelarata.com. We have links, we have such a, a big, beautiful bio and, uh, a, a promo, one of the first original promos for jazz for peace, all at the life changes show for uh, page for Rick Delarata. Rick, all the best to you.
5: Thank you so much, Filippo. My
2: pleasure. And until next time, ciao ciao. Well, with a big thank you to Rick Delarata, we uh, uh, go on and thank again our guest uh, Brigitte Mars. And with that, that is our show. On behalf of our executive producer Dorothy Lee Donahue and our executive producer and co-host Mark Leisure, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes, like ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes
0: Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com on Facebook at The Life Changes Show and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network the views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.